The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Well, it's not Nui. It's Heckman. Nui will be back after the World Series. But, man, I got media members. This is the Media Mash. My man Nick Harris is in the building from DallasCowboys.com. Doing a solid job, too, I appreciate the way, it, man. It's our first Nick. time we've been able to yeah, do a show yeah, since, like, keep, 2019. So I'm happy us, about this. Keeping us away from each other, Nick. Mm. <laughs> hey, back together again, yes, brother. Well, hey, man, I, I know this guy. Uh, uh, Kyle Yeomans, he's, he's always around. Always. Always around. He does everything around here. It's the first time. We've done a show together where you've been the host and I've been Sit the down. analyst. Let me show you how it's done. I then. love it. Let, Let's me go. Uh, let me show you it's how it's done. It's about time. It's about time. And, uh, and the job's done. And across from me, I got the, the legend and the GOAT, one Clarence Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star Telegram, who is feeling some kind of way. Feeling some kind of way. Feeling <laughs> some kind of way. As he came in here, his foot was patting like somebody didn't wash the dishes at the school. <laughs> so, go ahead and tell him why. Go ahead and tell him why. Because Nick's in my damn seat, okay? He took my damn seat. We have a hierarchy around here. What's up, man? What's up? You good? I'm going to be good. Okay. I see you You came in with the Canada Dry, so I'm trying to figure out if you're nursing something. You you good? Mm. You know how we, hey, man, we drink Canada Dry if something's going wrong. We got a stomach guts. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Got to settle the bubble guts. No, 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 no. Not not a stomach issue. This this is what I chose today at the icebox. You know, I'm I'm old school. (laughs) Yeah. The the, the icebox and Jerry's are in our media room. They got, they got Dr. Pepper. In Jerry's got, office? Jerry. They got, in the media room, they got Dr. Well, Jerry, you know, he, he he buys all this stuff, you know, for us. But they got Dr. Pepper. They got Pepsi. You know, mm. they got whatever you want. I, I chose Canada Dry. Now, usually, I like the orange, you know, yeah. sun-kissed orange, you know, different things. You got different flavors. Yeah, you go to my grandmother's house. It's two liters of Canada Dry all over the place. That's the only she swears by it. So, I'm just saying. Just, I figured something was going on. You're nursing something. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I like it with my crown every now and then. That, but I don't have hey, that with hey, me. what? And, and, and it's a good combination, Canada Dry and Crown. But, yeah, if your children are listening, that's a bad, <laughs> giving bad examples. But My the, kids are grown. Hey, me, mine, too, <laughs> mine too, except for two. But this is the Media Mash, and guys, we have a lot going on. And Clarence, I want to go to something that I saw you tweet, actually. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is good. This is actually good. You're talking about uh, quotes from Jerry Jones uh, out at practice. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, about the trade deadline and, and if he would make a trade. And Jerry said, as you quoted, I don't think that there's anything at, at a level that would – expect that we would expect anything. I don't see anything heating up to a level that would cause something to happen. And so when we talked about that yesterday about trades, trade deadline, you get that, you go in and you get this direct quote from Jerry Jones. Are you still where you were yesterday on? Hey, well, well, well first of all, let's, let's be honest. I, I think that let, let's set the scene. We're at practice. Okay. And Jerry comes over to the media wanting to talk. I think really wanting to set the record straight on where they are with the trade thing, because that's what we talked about. So we're going to ask that question, especially after the stuff he said on the radio on Tuesday. And so we, we, you know, we talked, you know, the ring of honor, different things. We, we, we got into the, the, the trade stuff and where they are. And first things first, they have had discussions. They have scouring the market. Let's be honest about that. And what he said was there's nothing that we've dug up 
that makes anything imminent. You know, as if right now, yeah. nothing's going to happen. But he also wanted to make a point that I am willing to trade. You know, I do have a gambler's yes. mentality. For people to think that I'm not willing to trade, I am willing to trade, and I will strike, you know, if 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 the, if the opportunity is there. But I do believe in this roster. I think we they have, he says, I believe we have enough uh, to win with and achieve all our goals. But if something's out there and something's there, I will go for it. So, Nick, when you hear that quote from when you heard that quote from Jerry, and obviously we've been talking about the 1053 the fan interview and also Jerry doubling down on it at this stage for you as it's been talked about a lot. Are you in that same vein of we're going to stay pat, knowing that they are sc- scouring the market and they're looking for someone that's out there? But when Jerry said, I like who we have right now, does that give you confidence going down the road, especially with how tough the schedule is? Yeah, definitely not a ton of confidence, especially when you look at what Philadelphia and San Francisco, the teams like that, that have been able to make some moves here in the last couple of weeks. I mean, at Philadelphia adding Kevin Bayard, I mean, that's huge. And um, to be able to make a splash like that as a team that I think we can all agree at this table is better than the Cowboys right now, both on paper and on the field then you you know you have to be able to match that in some way and with the holes that are currently had on this offense and on this defense you know I feel like there's probably three main position groups you can look at and say hey an upgrade there might make the difference in a game against a San Francisco or a Philly and for those three it would it would be linebacker for me defensive interior and then a a bell cow running back but if they don't feel like they can find any of those three positions then they'll stay pat and obviously the asking price is going to be pretty hefty especially when you're negotiating with Jerry Jones so maybe that's part of it maybe this is all just a negotiation tactic and meanwhile behind closed doors he's he's working the phone so uh, you never really know what Jerry's doing at the end of the day but I, I feel like you have to make a move before Tuesday I, I feel like there has to be a, some sort of addition to this team to make it to where they want to get to and, and then before we jump in and, and making a move are we talking about a Jonathan Hankins type move yeah or something bigger if I had to give it on like a scale of one to ten something that's at least like a four or five so a Jonathan Hankins type of move. Exactly. That's, that's, at, at least a like a five. That's yeah. a low level move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least at least something I don't, like that. I don't see a big level move happening. Okay. I think they'll make a move. And and I think that's what Jerry's kind of talking about here. He's he's mentioning the fact that the door's open, but that doesn't mean he's the one that's opening the door or kicking down the door or whatever it may be. He's searching for that opportunity to maybe improve his football team. But you just kind of said something that, that piqued my interest because you said the, the three different positions. If you're going to go all in to go win a Super Bowl, do you feel like going with each of those three positions that are in search of needs or that are, that are lacking in some way to the fact where you have to go and make a move for them, the fact that there are three separate positions maybe says that you're not close enough to go and jump all the way in, to go ahead and, and, and move it all the way in. Because one move might sure you up at linebacker or it might sure you up at offensive line or interior defensive line, but it's not going to sure you up in all of those different areas. You have to make the move that's going to impact your football team the most without actually hamstringing you in the future at the same time. Yeah, and if you play it right, then you can you can negate two concerns with one, two birds with one stone. With Which a, would be with perfect. With a defensive interior lineman yeah. or a linebacker that's really good in the run game. So mm-hmm. if you have one of those two things, maybe it helps kind of parlay the issue with the other one a little bit. So, I, But I mean, that, are that, those guys possible. out there, though? That's the biggest yeah, thing. Is, is there no. anybody out there that's <laughs> – nobody's on the open market right now that could fill in both of those roles because they would have been snagged already. And two, even if a team is willing to – trade for somebody like that or willing willing to give up somebody like that it would be at a 
premium, and it, it may not be an availability period. I mean, so. but this, this, all right, so so keeping it all the way real with yourself, when you look at this team, there's obviously a player that you need that isn't a 4-5 level trade, like a Hankins kind of trade. Yeah. You need a... 7 or an 8. Yes. You need, you to need make a somebody. Spl- you need to make a splash. And obviously, we can't name names, but obviously, a expiring contracts, you're looking all around mm-hmm. the league for those types of guys, and you have to get someone on that level. And I think for... This whole thing has come about with Jerry basically saying, we're not going to go out to anyone else. They're going to have to come to us. And I don't know how many teams are going to just offer up if you don't yeah. if you don't actually go out there. But that's to, to me, that's where I, I'm saying with the trade deadline ap- approaching, you need a playmaker. Yeah. Like you, and and we, you can pick whichever side of the ball you want to go on, and I'm just going to stay on the defensive side. I think you need a piece. Whether it is a linebacker or an interior defensive lineman, you need a guy like Clarence. Do you remember? I guess it was two years ago. It was uh, the linebacker for the Chicago Bears, he, Roquan Smith. Yeah, he's he's in Baltimore. He's in Baltimore. But when he was there for us to take, and we didn't take him. Yeah, he also wants a big contract. So um, that that's part of it. I mean, you gotta you you want a guy to me that's already got a deal. So that's not guy that's won a deal or whatever. Because depends on what you get. You know, you're gonna give up for a guy that's you know that's in the last year of his contract and 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 wants a new deal and wants a big money. So deal. you don't want a rental. You don't want to make one of those trade deadline moves where well, it's I mean, just depends a on who half the, a season. Depends on who the guy is and what he brings and, and what you have to give up. The yeah. problem with the rental is what you got to give up for. Rental. No doubt. You know, and so you 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 give up. What are you giving up for a guy like that who's you know going to be a rental and go want a big money and you're not going to pay him because you got to pay everybody. Micah and everybody else. So, you know, it's at this point, you know, it's not just getting somebody for somebody's sake. You know, certainly you need to get somebody that's going to help you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, whether, you know, I mean, at linebacker, I I like what Marquise Bell did. I wonder if somebody's going to load up and run – and be if he's too small, San Francisco. If, mm-hmm. if, if that's going to be an issue, yep. yeah, you know, I worry the, about the, that too. The size is going to be an issue. Certainly, you do have the other kid that's here, um, Overshawn. No, Rashawn Evans. Uh, Rashawn yeah, Evans. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to see him play. Yeah. And worry, man. I wish Overshawn was here. The, the more I think about that injury and how much of an impact it would be, he would be the perfect piece. Yeah. To put right in the middle of that defense, especially right now with Leighton Vander Esch banged up, Trayvon well, Diggs out there, and they're having to move pieces around. Let, let's see what Rashawn Evans does this week. Okay. Maybe he'll get a chance to play. Let's see what he does. How he adds to that linebacker. I mean, he's a veteran. You know, he's a guy he that's a run. Game. He's a run stopper. He's yeah. a hitter. You know, he feels some of that stuff, so you don't have to rely so much. And listen, Mar- Marquise has played well. You look at the PFF stuff. He's one of the highest rated linebackers. Yes, you know, he is. You know, in the NFL, not just on his team. Yeah. Certainly, the highest rated linebacker on his team. He's third in the league in tackles. He only has one start. I mean, the guy tackles. Yes, he you does. Know? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you, I understand them liking the young guy and what he does, but certainly you would like a veteran there to, to help fill that void. And let's see what Rashawn Evans does. A cornerback is op- is another position that, that you could certainly look at, you know, yeah. especially with, with digs out, you know. And, 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 You'd you know, have to go and, get and a then, perimeter guy, and, right? And then you look into next year because you don't know if you're bringing Gilmore back next year. So that's a guy where you can, you know, you can bring in a veteran or, or a young guy. You know, who has a few years left to fit with what you want to do and fit what you want to do for the future, not just now, but also in the future. So there's, there's some things out there. Uh, we talked about a bell cow running back. We, we certainly, I think you could use help a receiver. I think a physical receiver, guy who can make some contested catches across the middle would, would help this team as well. If you had the magic button, 
the just the button in front of you to fix one position on this Cowboys team, which which position would you match oh it for? Oh my god. I would like a running back. So you would go with the running back? Yeah. I think yeah, I'm in between running back and linebacker for me. I've I've been very open about the lack of depth at linebacker. And as soon as one injury happens, which it did with Leighton Vander Esch, you're in, in a world of trouble. Honestly, Marquise Bell has come in and covered up a lot of that concern for me because he has played well. Does it mean he's perfect? No. Does he mean does that mean he still has uh, a ways to go? Yes, he still has a ways the to go. The problem with the depth at linebacker and linebacker because they really like their safeties and they want those sure. safeties. They only play two linebackers. And they brought five yes. safeties to the active roster. And I mean, Curse acts as a linebacker. Curse acts as a linebacker. And Bell, the same thing. I mean, they're, they're safeties who are playing linebackers. So, yeah. I mean, that that's in their base defense is basically three linebackers, two safeties. But now you're, ta- you're asking Damone Clark to fill in for Leighton Vander Esch. You're having Damone Clark. Uh, just off of really uh, less than a year of legitimate starting capability, come in and fill the role of a guy who's a film buff, has been around this program since 2018, has been in this defense with Dan Quinn all three years, and, and has been, yes, in and out of the starting lineup because of health, but Damone Clark has to come in and now fill that void. That's, you that's the question. See, the, problem, the problem with <sighs> Leighton is a name. Okay, and, and we miss sure. him because of the name and because of the experience. Was he a playmaker? Saying the production wasn't there. I think to the that production degree. was there. Though. Okay. But was, then, he, was he a playmaker and he forced fumbles and he's he's bringing the football back? No, but he, he did the job to fill holes. And that's sometimes what you want a middle linebacker to do. You've got playmakers outside of Leighton Van Der Esch. He never had to play outside of himself. But he does his job. Yeah, and he I'm, does his I'm job just as saying well that. I mean, I, I guess what you're missing right now is the knowledge, you know. And, and sure. I think you know the more they play, they can gain the knowledge. You know, just you want playmakers. I mean, I, you know, it's that. And, and you only have, and I only feel like you have one if you if you if you just being honest with yourself. But isn't that isn't that what you bought Demone Clark in here for? Sure. In that, uh, I mean, you, the, you, the you, role that you envisioned well, for him. Well, you got him on the cheap. Yeah, the true. He was hurt. You know, you same thing Roger Bill Cox for. You can say they have a whole list of linebackers. We brought them in. You got them on the cheap and thinking they could, you know, play above their draft Joe position. Smith. And I really because they're there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, you <laughs> know, they've done that. I mean, I don't, you know, you know. I, I like Damone Clark. I really do. But was he ready for that step up in his game? Not necessarily. And you can see it on film. There were a couple times I went back. I, I don't have my notebook in front of me specifically to tell you the play, but it's it, the term stepping in the bucket where you're a little unsure of where you're going and you take one or two extra steps to gather yourself before you actually hit a hole, he's not taking that first step. He's not wasting steps along the way. And it might be a minuscule thing as, that as, you really have to look at, but it's timing that's going to give up yards at the end of the play. At some point, we're going to have a conversation about these LSU linebackers. Oh, man, I wish another LSU got it. I know who's <laughs> yeah. in here. Yeah. Well, you just said that Because that's an instant yeah. argument. That's an instant argument. <laughs> Will you make that comment? But, Nick, let me ask you this, man. And let's let's get to this Rams and this, this L.A. Rams team and just to see how you feel about this matchup with them offensively versus the Cowboys defense. When you when you look at LA, uh what are some of the things that, that you should say, look, this is this is a matchup that could be a potential nightmare for us, or this is a matchup where we could definitely expose these guys. Yeah, it definitely could go both ways. Whenever I look at it, I see the uh the offensive line for Los Angeles definitely has a lot of holes. I think there's going to be really good opportunities around the edges against the tackles specifically. So it's it's a it's a game that Michael Parsons needs to go out and have another multi sack game. It's a game that Demarcus Lawrence needs to hone in on his run uh run game skills. And 
and pass rush skills. Would love to see those two guys get active. I think if the pass rush performs as well as, as well as they have against New England and the New York Giants and the New York Jets, uh, then I think they'll be able to stop this offense on occasions. But Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, they are going to get theirs. That is a fact. That is the one thing I feel probably <laughs> mo- the most confident about going into Sunday night. They are going to get theirs. Uh, they just do so much. Uh, they line up inside. They line up outside. They're physical in their route running. I, I would call Cooper Cup probably top top three in the league when it comes to physicality in, in route running. Right. And uh, he's going to knock Jordan Lewis a couple times. And Jordan Lewis is going to have to get right back up and, and get ready for it. I think the one positive you can look at with Jordan Lewis is the fact that he's coming off of a pretty bad performance against Keenan Allen. There's a lot to learn from that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of those same lessons that can be applied to matching up with Cooper Cup. So hopefully there's a little bit of a learning curve that happened there. And you'll be able to see that on Sunday afternoon. But that passing game is going to get active. Uh, but if they can get the pass rush home, then hopefully that'll be able to negate it enough. Well, and that's just it. When, 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 let's be honest. When, when the Rams gave the Cowboys fits, it was because of what they did on the ground. And they you know, don't have that. And they don't have that. It was all the motion in the backfield. I remember playoff game, and they just couldn't do anything with their running game. So the best thing the Rams do right now, especially with, with Stafford, is pass the ball. And what you want to do against the Cowboys' defense is run the ball. That fits right with the Cowboys do. I mean, you're, you're, you're actually going strength on strength, and I trust the Cowboys' strength over the Rams' strength in passing ball. Yes, Puka and – and 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 they're they're going to make some play with the passing game, but over the course of the game, I trust Micah to get home. Mm-hmm. If, if if they're relying on passing the ball against the Cowboys defense, that's the wrong thing to do. I, I feel you there. I feel the same way. No, the, and the, and as far as the running game, uh, I, I said it last show. Darrell Henderson Jr. is their running back. Yeah. Uh, Royce Freeman is their second, and Zach Evans. Yes, sir. Hey, man, no, <laughs> the well, I, Park North, North Shore. North Shore Zach is, is T- TCU. How many schools did he go to? He two. Went to two, two. TCU was, and Ole Miss, but he was committed to three. So yeah, he had a, he had a little <laughs> and bit. And he of got suspended for the state championship game. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. So I, I hopefully mean, he puts up his phone the night before the game this this week. So, uh, <laughs> but, but but again, none of the running backs scare you. And they, no. Their running game. Now, that when, when Rams were good, they had that running game that, that gassed you. And some kind of some of the things that the 49ers do and, and stuff like that. You're not scared of this running game. Matt Stafford. Are you scared of Matt Stafford? No. Not at all. No. Not why, at least why, why should you be? No, I'm just saying he's a six, he has a six-ranked offense. He's got Puka Nakua and also uh, Cup playing at a high level back from injury. He's 200-yard games back-to-back. That doesn't in any way worry you. I'm, I'm more What's scared of the weapons. It's three and four. Okay. Yeah, I'm more I'm more worried about the weapons in the scheme than I am about Matthew Stafford specifically. He still has the arm to make the throws, but it's the scheme that's getting these guys open, and it's Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. The fact that they're kind of a good mix for each other, a good fit for each other, that's, that's what worries me the most. I don't think I'm scared of anyone on that offense, but if I'm concerned about slowing somebody down, it starts with those two guys. No, they, they got weapons. There's no question about that. But, again, it's, it's all about matchups, okay? Yeah. You like their weapons on the outside. Who, who do you like blocking Michael Parsons on the inside? Yeah, no, yeah, no they don't have Zero. that. Okay, no. so so yeah. their like, offensive line's not very good. So so that, that's what I'm saying. Their their strength is the Cowboys' strength, mm-hmm. and I trust the Cowboys' strength of, against the pass mm-hmm. from their pass rush over the play that you're going to get made on the outside. And also, Matthew Stafford has been known whenever he's under pressure. He makes mistakes. Listen, he's going to throw it into coverage, and he, he will throw, be under pressure. And he's going to throw picks. Yes. I mean, that's you know, That'll again, the, too. the dirty little secret of their Super Bowl run. 
two years ago. It's a dirty secret. Nobody wants to talk about Nobody it. Nobody wants to talk about it. He Matt, led the league in interceptions. He, he, he led the league in interceptions. <laughs> and he threw a pick that should have lost the championship game. Yeah. You know, the dude dropped a pop-up pick like Blake Gideon. I still hate him right now. You guys don't know what I'm talking <laughs> I about. I know exactly what yeah, you're okay. talking about. Okay. <laughs> dropped a pop-up pick. The safety for the Tex- 49ers. Yeah. I'm talking about the Texas Tex- game against Texas. Yeah, that's something like Gideon. Yeah. Texas game against Texas Tech. Like, yeah. you know, Texas Gideon. Yeah. He dropped a pop-up. He's coach now. I know. I know everything. I know everything about Texas. Okay, I know what he is, but my point is the the Rams. I mean, the 49ers say dropped a pop up pick. Yeah. Okay. And that game is over. It's done. Yeah, it's they done. were dealing it out. But he led the league in interceptions that year. They won the Super Bowl because of Aaron Donald with these sacks and everything else. And mm-hmm. now we're all talking about he's you know he's overcome and all this stuff. He makes mistakes. He made mistakes. Then he continue. We'll throw the ball to the other team. Clarence, uh, are you surprised by the? Trayvon Diggs, not when he he went out with the injury, how much it affected this defense? Did you think it would affect them this much? I don't know that it affected them this much. Really? I don't think it did either. What are you saying? Well, what do you? I don't think so. I mean, you know, people keep talking about the the the, the, the Cardinals game. Diggs wasn't no great tackler. No. Mm-mm. They got gassed on the ground against the Cardinals. You know, and, and the one pass play they made had nothing to do with with Bland. You know. I don't know. And listen, I love Diggs. Diggs is a great player. But but Bland has been one of the better players on the defense since he's been out there, so even replacing Diggs. You can look at the numbers, intercept, everything else. Bland has played well. I don't think Diggs' absence has impacted the play of the defense to, the way you're seemingly suggesting. Okay, not in the 49ers. You didn't see any difference in the 49ers game in the scheme if you were – if Diggs was out there on Ayuk. I, I don't feel like Bland. Bland did I you kill him Monday night after? I, killed I, him enough. He kept the he kept the I mean, chains I, I moving. I think Debo killed him on that crossing right after it was third and whatever. I mean they give up that, but I don't. I mean I, I think there were other issues out there more so than that. Then when you have these two wide receivers coming in and Nakua and Cup, and you have Gilmore and Bland, it, it, where's your trust level with those two on those two wide receivers? I think it's more so falling on Jordan Lewis. And yes. I think I think that might be where you're seeing the holes as well because not having Bland on, at the nickel, it, it's a distinct difference than where they finished the season last year with him at nickel. Now he's on the boundary. He's doing what he's done so well on the uh, in the nickel on the boundary now. And you're inserting a Jordan Lewis in there who hasn't had training camp. He hasn't had a ramp up. He just had to kind of th- be thrown in there and be ready to go, especially after the Trayvon injury. So I, I think it more so falls on just Jordan Lewis trying to pick up back where he left off b- before the injury. Yeah, and where he left off before the injury was pretty good. Because I, I, I think if Trayvon Diggs was still healthy, I don't think I, I don't think that they would have started Deron Bland over Jordan Lewis. At this point, that's that's just wow. I don't feel like that's what would have they would have given Jordan Lewis the full opportunity to be able to stay as the veteran. Mm-hmm. And if he couldn't prove it after a few games, then maybe Duran gets slid in. And I'm a little worried. We talked about this earlier in the week on on talking Cowboys. I'm a little bit worried about Stephon Gilmore moving. If he's able to stay vertical and he's able to stay down the seam or down the sideline, I feel OK with where he is. He keeps guys in front of him. He's able to read it all the way through. He doesn't move as well whenever he's going laterally as he did in the past. And whenever you look at it on the all 22 side of things, there are teams that will take advantage of him on the inside. This team will try and do that. They, they yeah. use a lot of motion, a lot of eyewash. They, they run out a lot out of bunch sets as well. Puka Nakua and Cooper cup stacked yeah. on one side. There's a lot of sorting that has to be done before the ball is thrown. And I think, 
the the cerebral side is there from Stephon Gilmore. I don't think he moves laterally the same way as he used to. If there was a team that could take advantage of it, it would be the Rams team. Just the way that McVay schemes these two guys up and gets them open. I love doing that to him. I know, I know. That's not great. I I was about to call it out. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. If I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you something. I'm gonna give y'all something to worry about. Tyron Smith just showing up on the, on the injury report with yep. the neck injury. So, there's something to worry about. But we're going to take our first break, and uh, i got more questions for the media when we come back on the Media Mash. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back, Media back. Mash. Back here on the Media Mash, talking to the media, all the guys that uh, read it right off, fresh off the press. My man Clarence Hill Jr. in the building. Nick Harris is here. And my man Kyle Yomans is in the building today. Clarence is the press. Oh, absolutely. That's why we direct all the questions to him first. What are you talking about? Clarence is the only man I know that can ask you a, a, a bad, just one of those, are you ready to die? <laughs> and, he, and he knows how to word it. I heard Nui Scrubs on 105 to 3 give you a compliment on how you ask questions. And I thought I was the only one that noticed that. Like, you'll ask this question. You should have, you know what you should have did? You should have went into court reporting. You should have been one of those court. Like, no, this is what I'm telling you. When a guy comes out and handcuffs Clarence, you should have been that guy standing right there, like, Man, you ain't pay your child support in eight years. How'd you think? How'd you think these people are gonna let you go? And, then, and you ask the question, and then you turn your head to the side. You, love, you left a glove, even if it didn't fit. Like you, you, you did, all right? It. I mean, <laughs> how's that feel getting twenty-five years? <laughs> turn your head to the side. It's ask. bigger than me. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. That's the right way to look at it, guys. I've been asking this question. I want to know how y'all feel about it. And I think it's very important when you talk about Mike McCarthy and this offense and Dak where they are, but 
but especially coming to a matchup versus McVay and Matthew Stafford, a quarterback and head coach that have won a Super Bowl uh, together. What are your thoughts, your feelings on the OC and quarterback, and who do you trust the most in this game? Uh, I'm going to give that to Sean McVay. Um, just with Matthew Stafford coming off of this injury, which when that injury happened last season, a couple weeks into it, I mean, there were rumors about how he might not be able to come back from it. Just him being able to come back from it, I want to applaud him on that. But at the same time, we haven't seen the same Matthew Stafford to the same efficiency. Uh, you know, it's a lot more quick game that's been happening so far this season, which is fine. But I think Stafford, he excels most whenever he has that time in the pocket, when he has guys up front that, th that can protect him. You know, he doesn't have the Andrew Whitworths anymore. He doesn't have the guys up front that can give him that clean pocket and let Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and those guys really really get open and have, have some opportunities. Uh, and you look at a guy like Tutu Atwell, who was really exceeding before Cooper Cup came back. And, right. you know, that's a guy that's been completely vanished from the offense since, since Cooper Cup has come back. So it, it, if Stafford had a little bit more time in the pocket, then he'd be able to kind of generate with those weapons. But also he's forcing things as a result, too. So I, I trust McVay a little bit more because he's finding ways to get these guys open. He's finding ways to get these weapons back involved. And even with the run game, it's going to happen eventually, too. I don't think it happens this week. But Darrell Henderson, Royce Freeman, they will get there before Kyron Williams comes back off the IR. So. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's not that I think Matthew Stafford's a bad quarterback, but I just don't think he he has the same level of consistency that Sean McVay does. Sean McVay, when you go back and look at it, and you, you guys all know, like I'm an X's and O's guy. I really like going back and, and breaking down the, the film and the tape. And one of the things I saw during the, the Steelers and Rams matchups is the fact that they they still schemed it up the right way. The guys were open. Guys were there. And whether it was a bad throw or the Steelers just made a good defensive play to get over in time or whatever it may be, it, it didn't work out and they had zero rhythm. I mean, Matthew Stafford finished 14 of 29 passing. That's less than 50%, of course. 230 yards and he had a pick as well as a touchdown. So it wasn't pretty from a Stafford standpoint, but I thought the scheme was still there. The way they, they would move over uh, Tutu Atwell, who's kind of their speedster, change up, change of pace, wide receiver, throw him into motion, and then set him into a bunch set with guys and let them run out of that. I really liked what they brought to the table there. So I would trust Sean McVay more so than I would trust Matthew Stafford. Uh, but not to say that Matthew Stafford still can't win football games. He can certainly do that if he's put in the right situation. I'm trying to figure out what's the question again. The question is, who do you trust more, offensive coordinator, uh, quarterback combination between Dallas and the Rams? Yeah, I was trying to figure out. Oh, y'all were y'all answering Dallas and the Rams? Yes, y'all yeah. asking different answering yeah, different no. questions. You said so. between Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. Yes, Sean, I'm doing the combination of offensive coordinator, quarterback, and he he, he means Sean McVay between means, L.A. and Dallas. Yes, yes. Oh, oh and then I would choose the yeah, I would choose <laughs> Dallas every time. Yeah, I would choose. I'm Dallas like, what I thought we were talking about between McVay. I like I'm lost. I'm like, why would Hey, no. Why would wow. they pit the quarterback on the team against each other? Yeah. I mean, they, they go hand in hand. Well, I mean, they do, but there's one that's better than the other. I mean, I understand that, but in I this would, game, I, if we so bring in that. the actual question that was asked, <laughs> Dallas, give me so, Dallas. So I trust pick, Dallas. You better. pick Mike McCarthy. Yes. Basically, you're picking Mike McCarthy with Sean McVay. That's what you're doing. I'm picking as Dallas. offense coordinator. That's yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Because most people would say Matt Stafford and Dak wasn't what. I think Dak is better than Stafford right I, this second. How much better? Though? Yeah, I'm going Rams here. Now Significantly, Rams. you think? You're but now that you're yeah, saying, but now that but now, you're but saying, now you're picking McVay over. What yeah, you're I don't doing know if just, I would do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would do that. I'm changing my mind. I'm sorry. I'm going to still pick McVay. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Where, where y'all going? I, I, I would say this that 
I remember when McVay was supposed to take over the league. Y'all remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Boy genius. Yeah, he did they, win a Super Bowl. They did win a Super Bowl. The one they played before they lost, he scored like seven points. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, against the Patriots? Yep. They Nothing. did win a Super Bowl, but has he taken over the league? No. Has his offense revolutionized the league? Everybody like, this is what's going to be the future. It's been a lot of copycats, carbon copies. Well, because of his yep. assistance. Yes, yes, absolutely. His coaching <laughs> his tree is coaching fast. tree. Yeah. But has he taken over the league? Has any McVay coaching tree won the Super Bowl but him? No. Mm-mm. I don't believe so. No. I think so he got the same amount of Super Bowls as Mike McCarthy's offensive coordinator. Yes, he does. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because you know Facts. we have an image of McVay and an image of McCarthy. He's a genius. I don't think and it's my, one way or the other. Way over us, the top. Yeah. The, the John Q. Public, though. Sure. You know, no he's doubt. a genius, and Mike McCarthy's, you know, is a buffoon. That's uh, the school. outside look. Yeah. Oh. Old school. Yes, and we what he's doing, you know, and, it, and so um, I, I think it's certainly closer than you think, and it's certainly with these two teams going into Sunday. Uh, the, the caveat in all of this, though, is the Cowboys don't lose at home. Mm-mm. I mean, I, and I, I think that whether we're talking about offense, defense, you have to give McCarthy credit for two things. Number one, unlike the 49ers, they don't lose back-to-back games. Bar. Huh? Bar. Go ahead. They don't lose back-to-back game. Oh, yeah. Young kid. Bar. <laughs> bar. What are you talking about? Bar. Oh, it's a bar. Yeah. yeah got it. Bar. <laughs> nice one, Clarence. Bars. Anyway, uh, facts. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, <laughs> they don't lose back-to-back games. And they won 10 straight. They play well at home. They play yeah. their best at home. Dak is at his best at home. So you none of these, these – these breakdowns are not in the vacuum. You got to understand the Cowboys are at home. They going well, if you want to say that theoretically McVay and Stafford is better, but when they you put them in AT and T Stadium, may not be. No, not 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 the way Dak and McCarthy and this team plays at home at AT and T Stadium. They won ten straight games alone against the Rams. They have a chance to be win eleven straight games for first time for a franchise since ninety one ninety two. Good years. Last year the Cowboys or the beginning of that Super Bowl run. You know, and so maybe that's karma, maybe whatever you want to call it. But, you know, those are good signs. So when you look at who you pick and who's got the advantages, you have to put in how the Cowboys play at home. And I, and I, and I pose that picture, that picture for you guys and ask the question because of what you said. I think everyone looks at McVay's offense as more revolutionary, more high octane. And then on the other side for the Dallas Cowboys, they don't, they don't view Mike McCarthy's offense the same. And Clarence, I guess the question is in that the perception of Mike McCarthy's offense, your, what you've seen in it over six weeks so far, is it, is it, is there another component to it that's missing? Are you saying that this offense is right where it needs to be? And if you clean up the red zone issues, then no one has a problem well, it, with it, Mike McCarthy's offense. It's definitely offense. not where it needs to be. And we've all talked about they need help at running back and they need help at receiver. And so there's some right. things that are missing. But I think unlike those other offenses, because it's a new offense, the Cowboys have room to improve. Yeah. You know, and, and they have room to jail. And they, get, they can improve while they're winning. You know, and I, I think this. Excuse me, this offense is one that's going to get better over the course of the season. Certainly, with, if the offensive line continues to stay healthy and they gel as, as, as the running game, they find a, you know some improvement in the running game. I think that's a big part of the problem early on is the running game is not what they thought it was going to be. And, and so once you get 
uh, Pollard, if you know, to continue to improve and get better, get his legs back, get some of those big plays back in the running game, I think the offense would be different. And Dak talked about it today. You know, I asked Dak, you know, he, he you know, because they always say the right things about I only run when I need to, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna we're gonna put the things. I'm not trying to run. Are you best as dual threat Dak? Is that the best part of your game? He said yes. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, the offense needs me to be that way. I also so I like, love hearing that. I like the question that was asked, too, about is he having fun in this offense? Yeah. And, of course, he's going to say yes. Yeah. He's not going to say no there. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, yeah. it's a bummer. So, but the way he answered the question was, I, I still want to get out and be able to use my legs. It was kind yeah. of the back half of the question. Yeah. He still talked about using that mobility. The reason I still put Sean McVay above Mike McCarthy in this aspect is, from a play-calling standpoint here in 2023, is the fact that he's still getting his playmakers in positions to right. be successful because like you said there's there's much to be desired from a wide receiver standpoint outside of cd lamb brandon cooks jalen tolbert michael gallup you name it nobody's been there for this team tight end wise haven't had the same success no. tight end wise as you wanted going into the year Mm-mm. and then of course tony pollard and what you want from the running game the running game's almost been non-existent especially over the last three games Sean McVay has two receivers right now that are in the top five of the nfl in terms of yards per game on average, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I know Cowboys fans are probably done hearing those two names, but he gets them the ball as a play caller. I care about winning. I just want to win. It. My focus is winning, not being the number one offense in the league. I, I want to protect my damn defense. I my focus is on winning, not putting up stats. Yep. And and it's not all about stats. They have three wins. The Cowboys have four wins. There's there's parts gonna, of it you there. You going to put the other side over there, too? What was it? You going to put the other side over there, The losses on the other yeah, side? I mean, yeah, they're below four, 500, <laughs> okay. and you're two games above yeah. 500. So it's not the same. I get three it. And four, it's, yeah. three, it's three and four and four and two. But that doesn't mean you can't yeah. get better on offense, though. No, no, no. And the stats I, I tell agree. a story. They don't tell the whole story, but they tell a story. I, I agree. And that's what Mike McCarthy's And just the peel right behind the curtain. I was talking to um, Brandon Cook the other day, just kind of off the record after finished the interview, we're just talking about the offense. And I was asking him about what his offense compared to other offenses being in. And he, and he said it was somewhat the Cowboys offense, somewhat like New England's, you know, in the past when they ran the ball and, and it was short throws. Short throws and all that stuff. And then I asked him, you know, they were talking about, you know, we haven't seen the vertical throws to you. And he said the right thing about trusting the process. And then I asked him, you know, we're doing all these short throws. Did we not expect more wide receiver hitches to you? Mm. He looked at me and walked away. Whoa. Okay. Mic drop. He smiled. <laughs> Bars. Mic drop. Bars. Bars. <laughs> Is that even there the right go. place yeah. to use that? We'll allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> but he smiled and we'll he walked away. Because oh, you know what? He's supposed to get some of those hitches. Yeah, he is. And he expected to get more of those hitches. Because, I mean, as much as you know, you want to throw vertical him, he, with his speed, he can catch the short pass and, and gets. So that's mm. what we haven't seen a lot. And yeah. we talked to Mike today, and Mike Mike said that, you know, yes, they, they made a point that tried to get him more involved last week, and they want to continue to get him more involved. Well, this is uh, – we're we getting 16s right now from, from Clarence. <laughs> Letting us know behind – he gave us the behind the curtains. And you know when he say behind the curtains, it's exclusive, and we got it here on the media <laughs> match. But when we come back, I'm going to get some predictions from you guys before y'all get out of here, man. So you, you be thinking about that. Next on the media match.
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. All right, the Media Mash for the final segment. Clarence Hill Jr. in the building. Kyle Yeomans, Nick Harris is in the building. And guys, I want to get just um, some Thursday night football predictions for you first. Mm. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay takes on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Just off the top, what do you think about that matchup, Nick? Wow. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo? Yeah. Smack them around? Yeah, I think so. Huh? They do I think so. Who they play last week? Uh, they did not perform well <laughs> last week. They did not perform well. But I think they have a good response uh, on their home field. I feel yeah, good about that. That probably plays into your, yeah, your prediction a little bit, the yeah. fact that they respond. I think it's tighter than Nick believes, but I still think it's <laughs> Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo by two, like uh, like two scores, like but it's only two scores yeah. late. Yeah, it's like a field goal and a touchdown late. That's a blowout in the NFL. No, it's not. It'll be a one possession game until if, they if kick Vegas, a field goal. If, if late. Vegas got you winning by nine or ten, that's a big it's spread. Killing you. <laughs> it's a big spread. I'm not Vegas though. Wait, what, what does Vegas have? I'm, I'm about to you pull know? it up. Uh, okay, I thought it was. Tell them if they cover or Can not. Can we talk about gambling? Maybe we can't. No, <laughs> not, not, not Thank you for bringing that up. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's yeah. a big, that's a oh, big wow. spread. I don't think they cover. Yeah. I, think it's, I, think, yeah. I think it's nine. So who do you, who you got this game? Oh, I, I think Bills have to win, you know, based on expectations, who they are, their division. It's a must win for the Bills, you know, to keep up with, with Miami and everything else and keep pace, you know, with the playoff chase mm-hmm. and really establish who they are. So, you know, I, I, I've never thought much of Tampa uh, coming into the season, but Baker Mayfield, a quarterback, I thought they're in a bad division. They surprised teams early, but 
they're, that's a bad football team. But you know, Josh Allen, he'll turn into he'll turn into a turnover machine. <laughs> you know, he'll give it to you now. You know, he will. Oh, he's leading the league in turnovers along with Jalen Hurts, Hurts. But they don't talk about those things. No, no, no. We that's why I bring it up. That's no. why I bring it up. But <laughs> Sunday, twelve p.m. at AT and T, guys. I want to get thoughts, predictions, real quick from you guys before we get out of here. Win or loss, Clarence? Which I got? mean, I've already said it. The Cowboys own home field advantage. I mean, okay. I, if you take it to the bank, they they should beat the Rams. It's the Rams, dude. Y'all don't even know nothing about that phrase us local media not old school media not local media so back in the way phillips days um in the pac-man jones days the cowboys mm-hmm. were playing a bad rams team and it may in 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 st louis and we were asking pac-man about the prospects for the game and he was like it's the rams dude it's the rams <laughs> it's the rams of course the Rams beat the Cowboys. Yeah, Rams won the game. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Rams beat the Cowboys. So we always, we just, it's the Rams. Every time, it's the Rams, dude. It's the Rams, dude. The Cowboys should beat the Rams, dude. I feel like I feel like there's always something weird with this matchup. Like, kind of like that, where it's like, man, it's the Rams, and then they get beat, or it's a blowout one way. Or I always, I don't know why. It, it might have been because it was my first show of my current role, but mm-hmm. back in 2020, the empty SoFi Stadium, and it was 20-17, to 17, just like an ugly, ugly game. I, I think it'll be weird again this week. I don't think it'll be a straight cut and dry, but I think Dallas wins it. I mean, remember they beat them last year with, with Cooper at quarterback. Yeah. They did. Which was weird in its own right, too. The fact that it was Cooper Rush doing what he did. I'm going to say Cooper Cup. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why I said Coop. Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Five yeah. sacks. But again, give me, give they, me the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the better team, though. That's, yeah. and, and, again, they're they're at home. Yep. They play well at home. Just like they don't lose back-to-back games, they play well at home. This wouldn't shock me if it's one of those games where it's a little sloppy early. Rams get up yeah, by, like, a little bit. And just win the game. Turn it on. Yeah. My firm prediction is that this is going to be the only Sunday night that I go to bed on time, so I'm very hey. excited about that. Uh, talking about the game itself, I, th- I think the Cowboys, I think they can find some success in the past game, similar to how they did against the Chargers. It's a very similar matchup in the sense that you have a defensive lineman that you really fear, and if you can uh, if you can get around him, then you can find some opportunities in a young secondary, really young secondary. So uh, I, th- I think the offense is actually going to be the one to set the tone, and the defense, I think they'll f- have a pretty big game yeah. as well. I think we're going to see a-, a pretty good performance from the Cowboys on Sunday. I feel good about that. Actually, Actually, I heard they're going to do later availability on Sunday night. They're going to do coordinators at like 8.30. Just, yeah, why you doing that way, that way Monday they get it out of the way. And they don't have don't to do that, man. It. Don't do that, man, like that. He is looking forward. I've got a high school game I need you to call that <laughs> night. Yeah. That ain't not going to happen. What's, what's the bedtime? We're going to watch Sunday night football anyway. Yeah, exactly. We'll be able to watch Sunday night football okay. and go to bed right after. I'm very excited about that. You're not? Are you not excited about that? I'm not going to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Go to bed Better at 10 o'clock? Be. He goes if to bed I at 9.30. If I can go to bed at 10, 10 30, If I can go to bed at 10.30. How old are you? If I can go to bed at 10, 10.30, then I will. 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I can go to bed at 10.30, I definitely will. 23 going to bed at 10.30? He's still trying to – he's just starting his 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 crown at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's game. right when you're, that's starting you're, to you're, kick you're, off. You want to join the game, watching the Sunday night game? Come on, man. Well, then, hey, those are the We're going to bed with Heckman. No, well, we're getting hey, up at 7 a.m. Hey, no morning, no? Hold on, hold on. No lies told. 
no, 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 no lies told. <laughs> and I didn't take that. That's no offense. I'll, I'll grab a drink with you that night, chill. I, I, we'll keep the party rolling. Everybody that know me we'll know 830, 930, it's gone. It's done. Oh, my God. If there's no, if there's no high school future. game. This is your future, young yeah. man. Hey. It is. Hey, right. hey, and peace of mind. Damn right. And peace Damn of mind. Right. You dig what I'm saying? That's the media match, man. I had fun with y'all this week, man. It's been awesome. Appreciate y'all for joining. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!